0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link
1: in the show description to support now.
0: Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to uh, episode three of the Salzer Brothers, uh, the Samurai Brothers Wrestling Podcast. I am John. I'm here with my brother Matthew, and uh, got. Uh, you know another week that we're going into. Lots of things to talk about. Uh, Matthew, uh, thanks for being on here. It's always a pleasure to be speaking with you. And uh, so just uh, just to cover our topics for today. So uh, this past weekend was the uh, the NAIA championships. So we're going to go over who ended up winning the title. We're also going to be covering the previews for the NCAA. D3 and D2 division uh, national championships. So just to give you an idea of who's going to be competing uh, for those titles. Um, This week is NCAA D1 conference championship weekend.
1: But those are ongoing.
0: Yes, those are ongoing. So in light of that, uh, we'll be covering the results of that next week. Uh, just to allow for some breathing room in that. And then we do have a couple of uh, controversies going on uh, in the world of wrestling. So, uh, you know, kind of want to cover that, you know, and obviously there's a lot that needs to be divulged and digested from that. So we're hoping to cover that. And then we're going to be seeing that a, uh, a school that in Division One that had axed their wrestling program several years ago We'll be coming back, and uh, we'll be talking about uh, the significance of that program coming back. So, Matthew, let's get right into it. I'm going to go ahead and uh, screen share uh, so that we can uh, talk, uh, make sure that we're covering the topics. So, if you could just make sure that uh, screen share is enabling, uh, enabled for me. and Let me see here. Go ahead and... Make sure i have the the right window okay so matthew can you see um uh can you see the screen there
1: uh not quite yet okay i have enabled it we've been having technical issues okay there we go all right so
0: uh if. As we talked about last week, you know, we had um, a couple of schools going in with full teams. Uh, I believe it was Grandview, Life, and I believe Indiana Tech was the other team that was going in. Uh, Life, Georgia, was trying to repeat their win from last year. And then you had Grandview trying to get back on the podium for the first time in two years. And uh, it seems that the, the ones that Emerged victorious this time was Grandview, and yes, it was and not, not
1: not by a small margin either.
0: No, this 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 race was over before the finals, and uh, Grandview had a lot going for them in the finals anyway because they had six finalists, and it ended up with uh, three finalists uh, standing atop the leaderboards. Uh, so let me just so this was again. Um Grandview had a total of uh, nine nine All-Americans for NAIA, and again six in the finals. Which you know when you get when you get that far, you know it's really hard for any other team to catch up.
1: Yeah, you know. just getting into the finals with the six. No wonder it was done before the the finals. It's like that if you have more than half of the weight classes uh with, with finalists in there, then yeah, it, it's, it's over that. It doesn't matter what, what, what level, what college level six, you're, you're, you're pretty much guaranteed the championship.
0: So again, yes, this was, so yes, going back to this lot, you know, the mm-hmm. final score grand view, 206 and a half points versus life who had a total of 149 points. It's again, really hard to, but life pretty much had, second place locked up because the team after them was Southeastern who had a total of, uh, 101.5 points. And so, you know, and again, you know, Grandview just showing, you know, their dominance in in recent times, you know, there's always, there's always a trend, you know, depending on, you know, which part of history you're in is that you're going to have these, these, um, uh, dynasties, and uh, Grandview, it has, as we've seen, no intention of, you know, letting the foot off the gas pedal, uh, considering that, you know, they were on a nine peat for uh, a while before life interrupted that, uh, that streak, but now they're, you know, they are back on top. So this is going, this is their 10th championship within the last 11 years. So Matthew, what do you think about the fact that, you know, they really were relentless in this. Well, pursuit? they
1: definitely came back with the vengeance. They didn't like getting knocked off of the the top of the podium. And they were just like, you know, what? we're going to come back. We're going to come back hard. And we're going to take that championship back. They've loved their domination of the NAIA. And clearly they didn't like being unseated by a program that, you know, would, less than a decade ago didn't exist. So, they came back and they came back with a vengeance and they they took it. So it's um can't really say it's unexpected. The 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 win itself is not unexpected, the the destroying life completely. They were trying to make a statement like you may have won, but you're not you're not a, a dynasty.
0: And uh in the end, you know, uh life did did have some people into the into the finals uh, they did have at, and and um you know at 149 and 157 uh they did win uh those weight classes and then uh they lost at 197 so in the end grandview did have the most champions with three uh life shared second place as far as you know the most champions uh, with indiana tech university uh with two each and then uh, other schools that ended up winning the weight classes were Southeastern from Florida, Duane University from Nebraska, and then Cumberland from Tennessee. So, well, again,
1: to me, it's still kind of surprising that I'm hearing about all these programs that, when I was wrestling, didn't exist.
0: Mm-hmm, it's, right. a,
1: it's like most of these programs, as a matter of fact, didn't exist. And
0: for. well, And, you know, that probably comes down to, you know, who's coaching there, you know, and who they're recruiting, uh, because I'm sure that, you know, as, you know, as time goes on, you know, you'll see, you know, maybe these coaches wrestled, you know, for a time, and then they decided that they wanted to start a program. And I think the significance about starting a program and then getting it to be successful is who your connections are. So I'm very sure that life had to have some, you know, whoever started the program at life and was able to recruit, had some really good connections because i'm sure as you're aware you know to to you and me georgia doesn't really seem like a very wrestling centered state considering that you know it's more like football is you know the king of sports in that particular yeah, they just, part-
1: you know the, the georgia the georgia bulldogs just won their first um uh, championship in who knows how long in the in the the Bull Division uh football. So it's that that's essentially what they're known for. They're known for their little their little Ugga Bulldog that shows up in his own jersey free game. They're not known for wrestlers. I don't think there was ever a time when they were known for their wrestling, even when even before Title IX, I'm sure that there were a few programs and you know we'd have to check back, but I'm sure there were a few programs because there were half, we, the, the, the NCAA has at half the number of programs that there were pre-Title IX. So there had to be, have been at least one or two in Georgia. So for that to have, for Georgia to have not had wrestling at all, and then for life to pop up and within a decade of it popping up, winning a national championship is an accomplishment in and of itself. But something else I noticed as well, I think it was like at 18th or 19th place, for example, Vanguard restarted their program. Essentially, they're starting from scratch. And they...
0: Yes, you know, Vanguard and...
1: Yeah, they're at 18th. They're above... Like I you know, I went to Missouri Baptist. Missouri Baptist was... A, a sta- I, the wrestling program was established, I think, in the 90s. So, uh, so it was around for at least a decade for... I started wrestling there and here is, yeah, they're at 32nd right there. So here they, here is an established program and here's Vanguard who, like I said, just start for scratch. Also, if you look at William Penn, so I don't know if you remember this, but um, one of my high school teammates, Emmanuel Hernandez, he went to William and Penn. So, and he was a state placer. So again, to have this, the, these, Long established programs being beat out by more, by these more recent programs. Like I'll, I'll point another one in there Missouri Valley. Missouri Valley has been around forever as well. I, I, they might have won an NAI championship. And here they are being beat out by Vanguard, Life, these programs that just either were restarted from scratch or started out of nowhere. So uh, yeah, it, it takes it takes a lot to a be able to coach these guys to a championship, but b especially be able to recruit when you're starting out from with with nothing essentially.
0: Well, and and here's an interesting one about Vanguard um, and uh, a fellow oh. coach uh, of mine, uh, Alan from Santa Ana College, pointed out one of the wrestlers at Vanguard uh, who did ended up placing at. The NAIA tournament. Uh, Armand Fayazi. Uh, he he's actually a five-time All-American. You know, he he did two years uh, at Santa Ana College. He placed top four at the three C two A championships. Which, if you place top four, that grants you All-American status. And then his time at uh, Vanguard. Then he placed, you know, his junior and senior year, which happened before the. Before the pandemic, he placed top eight um, in those tournaments and he was granted a fifth year of eligibility because of, you know, the COVID pandemic hardships. They did grant an extra year of eligibility uh, to uh, athletes for that. So he decided to take advantage of that. And so he ended up taking seventh at the NAI championships this year. Meaning that yes, technically he is a five time all American.
1: You don't see that very often.
0: No, you're not gonna see that very often. You know, that that's a very
1: that, I forgot who is who is it's like when we have a, when we have a, a, like an off week, we should bring this up and actually talk about it. But that kind of reminds me of that what, six time national champion that we talked about?
0: Yes, the 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 six time NCAA champion. Uh yes we'll we'll definitely make sure to talk about him
1: yeah like we uh, should we should talk about some top some just interesting topics that are like standalone on our off weeks because right now we've got some busy stuff going on but it's like in the off weeks we should bring stuff like that and that's something we need to talk about
0: definitely for sure so anyway just just goes to show that yes I I think you're right you know you're gonna. You're going to have programs popping up here and there. You're going to have programs that have been around for a while. And, you know, they might have lost the luster. Not to say that they're bad programs, but it's just that, you know, you're going to have coaches coming in just depending on where in in the season or where in in years coming and going. And you're just going to have good – when you surround yourself with good people, good coaches, good, um, fundraisers, you know, you, you have to have the the financial backing and such too. When, when you have all of that, then you're definitely going to be able to put together a successful program. And I think just, this just continues to show Grandview again, like we both mentioned, Grandview has no intention of stopping this. I'm very sure that they're going to, have a dominant team coming back next year as well
1: well, yeah, and that's something that that is can definitely be discussed is the fact that you you build a dynasty you're going to have this pipeline of good wrestlers uh coming in, even if they aren't those those um, athletes that are starting out in their freshman year, or even after uh, taking a red shirt, they're still, you're still going to have people coming in. So.
0: In fact, here's, here's the, uh, here's the timeline. Um, I, I was able to find and dig up the, you know, who's won the title so far. And again, from 2012 to 2020, you know, that, that was, it was a nine, that was a nine year streak by Grandview and, you know, you and if you look at some of the scores too, these scores, uh, aside from maybe a year or two, these scores have not been close. So when it's been Grandview winning it, they they mean it. They they mean business.
1: Well, and if you look at it, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about uh, last week. Um, I don't know if you want to go back up to just kind of show the details of like how. Um, yeah. So if you go back to, no, 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 no. Go down, go down, go down, go down. We're we're just talking recent. Let's see if you, if you go to right around 2002 and you see um.
0: Yeah, you're right. You had Lindenwood yeah,
1: from, from 2002. Well. You, had, you had Lindenwood and Notre Dame those were the the big players that were consistently winning championships and as we discussed last year when was now going D1 and Notre Dame is is in D2 so and there were a bunch of other uh, contenders in there that that left as well so and um, unfortunately the 2006 one Dana College Dana College actually folded as as a college not just as a program so but that just uh, again that just goes to show is that you know you had all these big uh players like uh the 2008 uh championships mckendry they went um they went d2 as well so you had a bunch of these players go up and then all of a sudden grandview is, and notice before that their grandview was not even i don't even yeah they weren't even the finalists for the longest time and then all of a sudden uh Notre Dame uh, starts to transition and from 2012 on Grandview was ruling the roost like well like that's a perfect example when I was wrestling which was right which I ended in 2011 you know Grandview I don't even know if they even made the top 10 maybe they were when they were starting to phase out but um, yeah they just were not they were not known for being those those top uh, a top team, but then all of a sudden the you know everyone else left and they're like well let's let's start ruling, and yeah. And I were, think,
0: I think also that you know it gets interesting because yes I think when these schools start finding success in a variety of ways then they're gonna end up you know going to you know, the, they're going to transition from NAIA to the NCAA. And uh, I I believe that, yes, you're right. in that Lindenwood, you know, they're, they're transitioning uh, now to uh, D1. Uh, McKendree, you know, is in the NCAA as well. And uh, I think there's a couple of older schools also, if you're looking at a couple of these older schools, uh, I think uh, Mankato state, uh, I believe is, in the NCAA, either D two or D three. In fact, I think we're going to be talking about that. Nebraska that, Omaha, right? Nebraska Omaha, and um, you know, so you've got these, you've got these schools. In fact, well, and that's that's something we'll have to talk about later because Nebraska Omaha doesn't exist anymore. Because oh,
1: yeah, that, that whole thing
0: went to D one, and one of the conditions uh, that I heard and. You know this is unsubstantiated so i'm not going to say that it's true but a rumor that i heard was that you know cutting the wrestling program was one of the conditions for them to transition to d1 and i think that was kind of out of uh uh, uh you know a rivalry base from nebraska lincoln which to my understanding is the main nebraska school yeah but the right you know but that's hearsay you know, that's something that we can discuss at another time. But, yeah, you know, when you when you have schools that end up transitioning, you know, to NCAA, then you're going to have this this power vacuum happen. And when a, when one school seems to find, you know, what clicks for them, then they're going to maintain that formula to stay successful. So well,
1: you right course, now, you, know, you, of course, know what the, the irony of that, that um that Nebraska Omaha cut was, right?
0: Uh, you'll have to, you'll have
1: to. The coach and essentially the entire staff and the team transferred to uh Maryville, who did not have a program before then. Maryville was our crosstown rivals in everything else except for wrestling because, like I said, they didn't have wrestling at the time. So, Maryville saw the opportunity, they started a program, but I think that's also because they were going D2 as well. So, it was one of those things where Omaha's. Loss was literally Maryville's game, so. I yeah, that's normally what's going to really happen well for a while in uh, in D two.
0: That's 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 what's going to happen, you know. When people don't, when they when 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 doors shut in one area, another door is going to open. You know that that always is the case. But you know, and and really, we'll have to consider this. You know, if Grandview keeps winning like this. But maybe depending on how their other programs are doing, will they eventually try to transition from the NAIA to the NCAA?
1: Well, and yeah, there and therein lies the question: is that what you would think that uh, uh, following the cycles that they would? But the rest of, but they that might be the only dominant sport. That might be the only sport where they're winning and consistently doing. Uh, good at it's transitioning from NAI to D2 is only good if all of your sports are doing consistent like like I could I can point it out as well Linda Wood Notre Dame McKendree they all had very good competitive sports at the in NAI level that's why that's one of the reasons why they made the transition Grandview you know, like I said, I haven't checked out any of their other sports, but that that's the only thing I know them for is for wrestling. So if um, if wrestling is the only thing that they're doing dominant in, then it doesn't make sense for them to go um to go the from NAI to D two, not to mention the fact that you need to have a certain amount of sports. Like I said, I haven't checked out the rest of their sports, but it's very possible that they may not have the minimum number of sports. You need a minimum number of sports that's in order year. to make transitions. I right. know that There's may not- sound weird because of the fact that again, you know, you hear about wrestling programs being cut all the time, but it's just one of those things where uh, there are minimums that need to be maintained. And if you're not meeting those minimums, then it, it doesn't make sense. And it's not even possible to make that transition. So again, I mean, I, I have no idea. Maybe the Grandview coach might want to go, but the rest of the, the, school may not or might this might be the motivation for them to start doing better. I, you know I don't know. well, they might just be one of those teams that are just stuck in this limbo where they're dominating a lower division but they can't go any higher because they're not meeting the requirements. It, it, the, the eligibility requirements is always very complicated. so it's not as simple as saying let's go D2 and then and then they're going D2. It's there's certain things that have to be met. So if they're not meeting it, then they they may not be able to go.
0: Good point. Good point. So with that being said, though, congratulations to Grandview for, uh, again, their 10th uh, title. They are the first team in NAIA history to win uh, 10 titles, reach that double digit mark. Oh, really? Yes. So I think the the, uh, I do have a I do have a, a, a cheat sheet of mine. Uh, I don't know if that's coming up for you, but I did, did try to bring it up. Although I don't think, I don't think it's coming up in here. Uh, but yeah, it looks like. Um, Is it
1: on this thing?
0: I, I I do have the cheat sheet, but I, I guess it's not, no, it's not going to come from there. But uh, uh, I think if uh, you look at, it looks like central Oklahoma might've been uh, really close. Although I, It looks like they got to eight titles. So I think they were the closest one. There's a couple other schools in here that probably got to six and seven, but yeah, I think central Oklahoma was the closest, Uh, but they are, they are now in D2. And actually they will come up in our uh, discussion about the D2 championships uh, later on. So again, We'll have to see, you know, will, will Grandview, you know, keep this up uh, going forward? Uh, just let me uh, clean up.
1: Well, the fact that life was able to crack that, was able to snap their street means that, and even though life was just blown out, the fact of the matter is they're, they're up there. So I would imagine that life is probably going to be able to make well-
0: and, and kind of going back to, you know, the state of Georgia, it's not just life now. They've also have another program called Reinhardt, which I believe we did touch up on uh, last week as well. But, you know, so again, I think one of the things we mentioned last week was that, hey, if there's more, the more programs coming up, the better. Whether it's high school, college, we want those programs out there. We, we, we you know, everyone wants that competitive nature.
1: You know, well, and again, you know, I, it, it would be nice for for wrestlers to have that opportunity that, um, you know, like, for example, I didn't because, you know, I, I'm because, yeah, just as an example, you know, I didn't get a chance to wrestle. It's like maybe if Vanguard had been around at the time that I was looking, maybe I could have been able to crack in there. But unfortunately, I didn't get the opportunity. Uh, neither was um uh, Cal Baptist wasn't around either. Life Pacific uh, wasn't in San Dimas. That wasn't around in there. there. There's there's a lot more opportunities now at the um, at that kind of level that were not available at the time. There's also Simpson College up in um, Reading. Yeah, up in Reading. So,
0: just oh yeah, you've got that, and you've got uh, Menlo. Also, Menlo's been around for
1: Menlo. Pretty- uh well, Menlo, I just I never looked at it because Menlo, as you could tell, they were they're they've kind of consistently been in an upper level. I don't know if, if they would have been
0: interested in me. Well, so let's look real quick at um, you know, all Americans represent oh,
1: something I was gonna point out. Uh yes. um, you know, uh when I was back when I had connections with uh, Cal State Bakersfield, rest in peace, Tom um, uh Back when I had those connections, there were, there was one guy I knew who was wrestling there who was from Georgia. So he was wrestling in California because obviously back then there weren't any opportunities. If that guy, if Life Pacific existed at the time, I'm sure that he would have gotten the opportunity, but yeah. he, didn't, he didn't have the opportunity at the time.
0: So overall, um, as far as representing California schools uh, for all Americans, uh, we had Jacob Mendoza, Menlo at 133 pounds. Uh, If we go down a bit, uh, and then we had Elijah Palacio uh, taking six at 149, also Menlo. Uh, After that, uh, we did have Frederick Padilla of Vanguard, so representing the the OC uh, that we grew up in. And then uh, also, uh, previously mentioned, uh, Armand Fayazi also Vanguard at 174, uh, pretty much homegrown Orange County uh, coming out of Vanguard. And then uh, that looks like that's it as far as California wrestlers uh, are concerned, although let me make sure down at the bottom. So uh, four, four, four wrestlers from California schools ended up placing at the uh the naia championships this year so all american for them uh, you can see a lot of like iowa and and uh, nebraska and all of that so you know i'm hoping that we can have a breakdown episode later on uh, you know this is just kind of a, a quick review of, of what we've been able to see so far so anyway, that will conclude uh, our talking about the NAIA championships. So I just want to go uh, do a quick review of the D3 and D2 championships that are be, going to be coming up this weekend. So, Math, I'm going to go into uh, the D3 uh, listing. And... One thing I noticed, and I, I noticed this is this is an amusing thing, is that um, the D three D three seems to be dominated by mainly uh, private schools. And when I've looked at the championship list from uh, the D three uh, list that shows who's who's won it since 1995, the D3 championships have been won by only two schools. And they are Wartburg uh college and Augsburg college and they're both uh back east. Uh, I believe Augsburg uh is in uh Illinois, I believe, and then I believe Wartburg is in either New Jersey or Indiana, I'll have to go back and double check it again. I apologize uh, if I'm getting the details wrong, but it's basically been those two schools since 1995. So basically for 20 plus years, only two schools have been trading back and forth on this. And you can actually, I I have the, the, here's the championship list right here. Now they actually canceled the 2021 championships too. Uh, for d3 so i don't know how that worked maybe they just wanted to sh- you know because of uh, just the dangers that might have been present they didn't want to overexpose people because they did end up doing the d2 and the d1 championships but well, I mean, let's,
1: let's let's face it not as much as at stake at d3 i mean realistically how how and not not to put down the skill level or the hard work, or anything like that. But how many people really pay attention to D3? These these kids aren't even getting paid to uh, to actually wrestle. They're if they're if they have any kind of scholarships, it's academic. They're they're not they're not being paid. It's just you know the, the these are these are programs that essentially can't a- afford to pay their 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 athletes any kind of scholarship. So there's just not mu- as much, it's just not worth it r- realistically.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so maybe it might be, you know, uh, uh, maybe it might, obviously it probably would be something else that's motiv- motivating, them to go, um, you know, just however they're recruiting, you know, and I guess, yeah, just based probably what, what's happening is if, Wrestlers are deciding at, to go. To
1: if you're three. at either, if if you're at any other level aside from NCWA, mm-hmm. if you're at like with with a few exceptions of programs that actually hand out scholarships at, in the NCWA, but if you're at any other level, then you have you're going off. You're not. It's definitely off of some kind of athletic ability. You're mm-hmm. you're not. There's definitely academics at all the other levels but the academics comes especially into play at this level that that's that's the only thing essentially i mean you're not like i said they're not you're a smart person what
0: you have to be a smart person
1: yeah you have to be a smart person it's like why else would it's like like you said these are all private schools why in the world would any of these guys want to compete at this level and um Why? Why else would they want to compete at this level? It's 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 just it doesn't make sense otherwise.
0: So just to give you a rundown of who who ended up qualifying for for what, and um, so basically the the rankings based on the uh, on the NCWA uh, rankings. That's the National Coaches Wrestling Association because uh, they're the ones who do the rankings for pretty much, I believe, all. The divisions D1 through NAIA, NCWA, and then the WCWA. So Wartburg, uh, they were on a three-peat from 2016 to 2018. Uh, and then Augsburg interrupted that streak. Uh, but they are, Wartburg is, so I, Wartburg is trying to reclaim the title. Uh, they're ranked number one, according to the coaches' poll. And they qualified seven wrestlers, which was actually the most that any team uh, got to the tournament. So I would imagine it's going to be competitive because then you had. So and let me get you the the rankings according to uh, Intermat here for D3. So, again, The Wartburg is is ranked number one, according to the coaches' poll. Uh, They qualified seven wrestlers. Then you have North Central, who was ranked number two, but they only qualified four wrestlers. So any hopes of them trying to get that championship is second to none at this point. Then you have the Coast Guard Academy, who is ranked number three. They qualified five. And then fourth place...
1: This this is going to be the only example that that's the only example of probably essentially kids getting scholarships. If you're going if you're going to any of the academies, you're 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 essentially um you're essentially getting paid to go. So right. that's probably the only example I could think of of any academy, because all the other academies are at are. Um, either D three or you've got those those.
0: Well, the only other academies, Air Force, Navy, and Army, right?
1: Yeah, they're all D two, but you do you do have those those. No, oh, they're all D one. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. They're all D one, but you do have those two year academies that are essentially. Oh
0: yeah, like um, what was it? I think the Citadel. Is that one of them?
1: Yeah, so stuff like that. That. Well and then you had what formerly Marion military Institute they cut their wrestling program, but you've essentially got those those programs that where uh yeah they're 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 going in there and they'll try to transfer to um they'll try to transfer uh in order to get into a
0: into one of the um the so um anyway. the the fourth ranked and then the two fifth place uh, teams, which was Baldwin Wallace uh, Wabash or Wabash, I think is how you pronounce it. And then uh, defending champion Augsburg, uh, they all qualified seven wrestlers. So uh, other than those teams, I don't think any other wrestlers, uh, I'd have to go back and double check. I didn't really have a lot of time to see everything, but I mainly concentrated on the top five teams. So you've got, you know, four of the top five teams or top six teams technically that qualified seven wrestlers, which appears to be the most. So I got to imagine, you know, it's it's just going to depend on which of these teams are going to be able to get, you know, wrestlers into the semis and into the finals is how that's going to determine who's going to
1: win. That sounds pretty competitive. I mean, you know, for, for all we know, the streak might be broken of those, those two teams trading back and forth from nineteen ninety five. That just that's just
0: yes, that's mind not, blowing. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at this list and and to think that, you know, again, here it is, all the way down here. Uh I think it was uh I, I, I don't know how you pronounce this specifically. I think it's I Ithaca. Yeah. Ithaca. 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 Yeah. They you were the last before
1: that you still had some August
0: bird. Right. But, but, yeah, pretty much since then you know you've got and and uh its it's really hard to kind of look at it because you know both teams end up with Berg at the end of their <laughs> at the end of their name, so' it's there, there's hard a, there's
1: a lot of bergs back east that's the right. thing back there
0: right, so well, uh, if you
1: really think about it, it's like we have to count those up, but we're those those two programs are kind of rivaling um. Could almost give Okie State a run for its its money in terms of the number of championships. (laughs)
0: And and, um, I think it's, uh, Wartburg is actually technically leading the uh, championship race. They've got fourteen compared to Augsburg's thirteen. So, you know, I think this is the this is the only division you know out of wrestling where it's even that close in terms of, of who's the, who's the leader. So, you know, who
1: knows,
0: who knows, you know, it could be one of them or, or maybe one of these other two teams, you know, um, you know, it could be Baldwin Wallace or, or um, Wabash that maybe breaks that streak, who knows, but that'll be something interesting that, you know, we'll uh, review uh, for next weekend. Okay. So, uh, let's get down to D2 now. So, uh, in in terms of, so here, here's, here's what's been.
1: Oh, so here's a little fun fact. And I don't know if this is still the case, but, uh, uh, like years ago, I actually looked up the, the, um, number of schools in each division. So at the time D1 still had the most, but the second was actually D three and then it was D two, but that might've actually been before you had all these teams joining D two. It might still be the case. It might not, but it's definitely, that was definitely something interesting that I saw and was like, wait, what? Yeah. So, um,
0: So the interesting, you know, and and again, this shows how much we've been out of this. But so the last since 2014, the schools that have dominated the championship scene uh, at D2 is uh, Notre Dame, Ohio and uh, St. Cloud State. But it's obviously St. Cloud State that's been winning the more championships they've won six of the or i'm sorry five of the last six and they're currently yeah, if on a you, three if you beat. look
1: at that that's been uh relatively close um that's been a relatively close run
0: right right yeah it seems that you know saint cloud has really had to keep it together in terms of making sure that they could uh, uh, win those championships so they are the ones who are aiming for a, a, a four-peat this time around and so uh, when I was looking at uh, there uh, the rankings for uh, let me go to the uh, division two team rankings uh, and this is courtesy of intermatwrestle.com. so so uh, you have Central
1: Oklahoma actually Let's see yes that,
0: so. Central Oklahoma is your is your leader. Uh, according to the coaches uh paul and so
1: well if you looked at that they 'd won a few championships
0: yeah they actually have they have actually more they actually have quite a few championships because they have those those eight championships in the n a i a and then when they transition to d two they're still uh they 've won a few championships in fact, if I look at the list that I put together uh for them uh they won they've won 7 championships in D2 their and their
1: transition must have been after i left because i don't remember them uh i don't remember i they were still nai i i could almost swear they were still nai when i was uh when i was wrestling uh
0: hard to say i mean the last championship that they won in D2 is 2007
1: uh okay Okay, so... Never mind, never mind, never mind.
0: You might be thinking of another school, but... Uh, oh, I'm thinking of Oklahoma City, never mind.
1: But yeah, it... Oh, yeah, it's coming back to me. Central Oklahoma. Well, they, they were a D2 player at the time, which actually makes sense. If you look at it, I think they won... Yeah, 2007, so...
0: Yeah, 2007 was the last time they won, but, you know, so now they're looking to, to reclaim that crown for the first time in uh, be 15 years now. So... You know, that means combined, they have a total of 15 national titles, eight in the NAIA, seven in D2. So uh, as far as the when when they went through the qualifiers, uh, they were ranked number one and they ended up qualifying eight wrestlers, which is a pretty respectable number in terms of if you're really trying to gun for that national title, wouldn't you think?
1: Yeah, you've got a pretty competitive chance in there, especially if, if you're the top team
0: so uh number two is saint Cla- saint uh cloud state, and they qualified seven wrestlers and then up at number three you've got West Liberty who did qualify eight and then Nebraska Kearney is looking like they're gonna is looking like they're gonna make some noise uh you know they've been they were competitive with nebraska Omaha, and uh, I believe that after they after, after Nebraska-Omaha had to fold, uh, Kearney did win the next two titles um, the year after Omaha was gone. So Kearney is no joke. They ended up qualifying nine, which is the most uh, for a team going to the D2 championship.
1: Just the fact that they have nine gives them kind of an advantage. I mean, they, they right. could with that many, they could easily uh, slip in there and make things
0: competitive. So number five, McKendry ended up qualifying six wrestlers. So, but uh, there are two teams outside of the top five that it that did end up qualifying eight to the tournament, and that was Augustana, South Dakota, and then Gannon University. So, you know, there there's I think it'll be quite competitive, but Matthew, I think if you were to look at who who might have the advantage uh For this time around, I mean, we'd have to think that it's probably going to come down to se- Central Oklahoma, you know, the defending champion, St. Cloud State, and possibly Nebraska Kearney coming in to, you know, reclaim the throne after so many years. uh, uh
1: West who- Liberty, how many do they have qualified?
0: West Liberty did qualify eight also.
1: So we can't necessarily count them out either.
0: Probably not.
1: It's it's yeah it's looking to be competitive. It's it's gonna be looking to be competitive. It it, it should be a good uh, D two championship.
0: So yeah, so we'll have to see definitely what's gonna happen there. But if you were to, I mean, since this is kind of more wide open, Matthew, do you want to give a you want to give a top three prediction?
1: Uh, on who
0: you take D two?
1: I I I do not. I do not.
0: <laughs> okay, you're not. Well, obviously, I guess. When when we're when we're when we're more into this next year, we'll definitely you and I will both try to uh, give.
1: Well, I was never familiar with D two. I mean, like I said, even though I did a, uh, you know, even though I was interested in two D two programs, you know, and one of them offered me a scholarship. The reality is, I never followed D two that well. I was always more interested in NAIA than I was in D two, and especially when I started wrestling in AI. So, all right, but I was I was gonna I was gonna mention, you know, clearly, um, what's it called, uh. Notre Dame, Ohio, going uh, from NAI to D2 paid off because they, you, you saw they won a few D2 championships. So
0: it paid off okay. for them. So, you know, again, we'll be seeing, we'll be seeing who, who's, who's going to take it. That, I, I think, you know, it's probably going to be wide open as far as D2 is yeah. concerned. So it'll be interesting to see how we talk about it for, for next week when it has concluded. So with that being said, Matthew, uh, so that concludes our, our previews for D3 and, and D2. And uh, hopefully next year when we're following this more closely, we're going to get into who actually is wrestling and, and such. And uh, so that's something that we plan for the future. So now, Matthew, I want to uh, go over with you about a, uh, a bit of a controversial topic that, that came up uh, because Flow Wrestling decided to air in full on YouTube and you know flow wrestling uh, because they're the premium subscription service for wrestling uh, videos uh, in in probably the world uh, they cover a lot but it came up that at the 138 pound weight class uh, finals at the CIF state championships there was a bit of controversy in terms of a call made by the officials and so to give you a breakdown of what happened it was 2-2 at the end of regulation and then no point obviously nothing happened in southern victory and then you had so um this was the number two seed michael uh, joffrey from buchanan Uh, Versus Bo uh, Montanano, uh, I think Montanona, I'm sorry. So Bo Montanona of Palm Desert, who came into the tournament as the number one seed. So, and this probably meant that this was the number two and the number one and the number two ranked wrestlers in the state, in the tournament. So of course you're going to have it be very close. So uh, Joffrey, uh in tiebreaker one, got his escape. So, you know, so now it's down to um now it's Bo Monta Monta Nona's choice. He takes bottom. And so uh I'm not gonna play the sound uh in the event that Flo might um might uh uh what copyright do you call it. it. Co- copyright it so. Uh, hopefully, by playing this, they won't copyright it either. But uh, I just want to show you what's going to happen here. for and...
1: audio listeners.
0: Right. I just want to show you what's going to happen here and what your thoughts are going to be on it. Let me full screen it, too, uh, so that you can have a, a, a better view of it. But so here it is, the start of the second tiebreaker. So Buchanan, Joffrey takes top here. Uh, obviously, Montanona. He's trying to get out. He does a does a switch, and then he, he hooks the leg right here. And what ends up happening.
1: Like is, control. Oh, yep, he gave him the control.
0: He gave him the control. He also counted two, so means that so that's two near fall is up four three. He's also got two in the pocket because of the near fall count. Now. Here's what happens here. Buchanan, as you can see, they're asking for for a conference. And then you've got the officials discussing in the background. Now, everybody in Montanona thinks that he's won. He's the state champion. But you've got, and see what happens here. The referee waves it off. Wait, What? 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 And Joffrey is declared your winner. Now, obviously, no one is happy. What? The coaches aren't happy. You know, the crowd isn't happy. I watched the video um, in its entirety. You know, this was just, you know, rife with controversy here. And so what ended up happening was, uh, you know, the coaches, you know, the coaches, from Palm Desert and Montanano, they stayed on the mat because if you leave the mat, then it's over, right? So they're waiting to see what's going to happen because obviously they protested this. They went to the head official there. They went to the rules interpreter, Dwayne Morgan. They went to the tournament director. There was a conference that went on for about about 10, 15 minutes or so. Um, But in the end, they upheld the referee's decision, and Joffrey was named the winner three two now again let's go back to you know what happened here right here here's the switch once again now see that he That's hooks control. the leg that is control even That's- even though even though Joffrey might have had the leg you know had the leg with his arm you know the fact of the matter was was that Montanano – did hook delay. And I'm looking at this from, you know, I have to look at this from a, a referee's perspective as you, you know, because I officiate. I've, I've had to, I've gotten to officiate, you know, up to the CIF divisional. Well,
1: let me get this straight. The four points, the ref decided it didn't happen.
0: Waved it off. Waved it off. And so obviously, and you know, I mean, you and I, we're both no strangers to controversial calls. I mean, obviously there was a controversial call that cost you, you know, going to the state tournament because you had a wrestler on his back and the ref never counted it. But
1: yeah, that, I should have had like, what? Six,
0: three points. Six, you 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 were behind by a point or two and, and that, those three points would have, you know, earned you the ticket to state. But put
1: the guy on his back twice as a matter of fact. Right.
0: But I mean, just something like here that's so blatantly. My understanding
1: you know, is that my understanding is the head ref went up to the guy afterwards and said, you screwed up.
0: Yeah, he's, and, he's, you know, he's, I'm going
1: to let it stand, but you screwed
0: up. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I'll admit myself that, you know, I've, I make mistakes, too, when, when I, when I, I what does, And, you know, no one's perfect and stuff. But here's where I think that, you know, for me as an official, and, and I don't even know where these guys are from. I don't know if they're from the south region. I don't know if they're from the north region. I don't know what section they're from. But honestly, I think that they messed this up. Uh, oh, yeah, they
1: messed up big time. And, and, if you and, count and, the points, the points need to stand. And,
0: and here's the thing. Yes, here's the thing. He had no business waving off because the thing is, is that he, he second guessed himself. That in and of itself is is wrong. And, you know, And he shouldn't have even been consulting the assistant referee about that. He had no business doing that. The other thing was that he seemed to defer to Buchanan about that. You know, he didn't even, he didn't even have Buchanan come to the table. He just went straight to the assistant ref. And I was, and I'm look and and I, I made sure I was looking at the, the rule book uh, about this. And, and the thing is that, you know, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll stick it up here to the camera for everyone to see here. And here, and it's gonna be read, this read it
1: one. read it for the read it for the,
0: the audio listeners. Right. So on uh, picture number picture number 28, picture number 28. This is this is the one that I'm gonna to refer to. There is control by the wrestler on top of if this position is held beyond reaction time, even though the hands of the opponent are locked around a leg. And really, if you're looking at it, right here, he's um, Joffrey has his hand on the mat, meaning that he's definitely not locking. Yeah, his he's leg. not in control. This and and believe me, there's there appears to be plenty of reaction time. If you're looking at it, let's go back. He hooks the leg, hooking the leg right then and there, you know, in and of itself. And they're saying reaction time on here. Well, there's probably a good two, three seconds where he's holding that position. So even if they, even even if they were to wave off the near fall, this should have stood. That's the reversal.
1: Yeah, that's the reversal. This reversal. This is, he should be
0: Should candidate. have stood. There was absolutely no reason for this official to make that call. It was. This guy's a, gonna
1: a be hearing it for the rest of his 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 officiating career the rest of his officiating
0: career i mean again you,
1: and, he, he's gonna he's gonna hear it constantly you screw he's gonna constantly hear you uh, screwed over a state champion you deprived uh, a kid of his 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 ring and, and, you second guessed yourself
0: right and what i'm uh, what i'm gonna have to feel bad for um uh, you know because i was reading the comments uh in this video you know because I mean, for Flo to put up a, a, a match in full on YouTube is very unusual. But uh, what I would be, and, you know, this completely ruins the mood for the awards because this they they because of of the uh, the buildup for this match, because uh, my guess is that these two wrestlers were the top P4P wrestlers in the state. That's probably why they decided to have this particular match be the last match of the night and to have something like this happen to have this controversy happen you know ruins the you know it ruins the mood of the awards ceremony i'm i'm i there was one person who posted who commented that joffrey ended up being booed by the crowd when he got up on the on the podium and
1: yeah you got to you know, feel so, you got to feel sorry for the kid because he only did what he only did what he right. trying to do right feel sorry for montanano uh montanona who again they just went out there and they wrestled
0: and here's the thing if if him going straight to the assistant ref in my mind was the wrong thing to do because they're always you know at my association meets you know at uh, meetings you know, that there's a process that we're always supposed to go through. And always, if a coach disagrees with you, he's supposed to bring you to the, to the head table. That's, that's what I'm always told via my association. So for him to not follow rules, and, and think about the, you know, these are supposed to be the top refs in the state. They're supposed to, they're supposed to know the rules better than I do. So for them to completely ignore this, i Here's what I here. Here's another thing I want to bring up. If no, he had I
1: just, gone, I just want to qualify in in the officiating rule book. The the what you're talking about that's in the officiating rule book, correct? Yes. This, it's is, this just, is It's not just. It's just, it's just that you, this is the 2021,
0: 2022, the wrestling rule book. And so I'm going based on again, you know, because some other person who commented on it was 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 showing that. So you know the fact of the the fact of the matter is and i'll i'll, I'll go you know I'll, I'll go ahead and so that maybe people can see it bigger but again this is this is the position right here that was that was held and when it's saying beyond reaction time that was clearly reaction time my thing the other thing i want to point out is this is that if he I feel had sorry,
1: i feel sorry for both these kids more than anything else cuz they just went out there and wrestled and it's not it's not the one it's not Gio, Joffrey's fault that his right that a call went his, his way. Yeah, no it's not his fault Conor. that he got screwed. But now all of a sudden they they're saying you robbed him of a championship. It's like no, it's not his fault.
0: Right, right. You know the you know I mean I'm I'm hoping that people are leaving him alone in that aspect. You know, uh, it, it's never you can't. You know, because it's their names that are going to be tied to that match. Because who knows what the ref's name is? I don't even know who that ref's name is. I don't even you know, know if I, I want to you know. know but like, you I'm were talking
1: sure. about, you know, it's like, know. For exa- yeah, for uh, well, like for example, you were talking about, you know, that um, you were talking about that match that I got screwed over. It's like I don't weep, I don't weep and cry over it. And then you know, um, like my my uh, my final match of my high school career when I went to state for the longest time, I was saying it wasn't my fault. But then there was kind of the point where I was like, you know what? I have to man up and just own up to the fact that I lost that match. And you know, it's, it's the the fact of the matter. It the fact of the matter is, if I'd done something different, I would have I would have won my match at Masters, my my junior year, and I would have won my match at Masters, my senior year, and I would have made it the state. But I didn't. Now and, yeah, and,
0: and I don't know and, what
1: done uh, in the long run. I mean, ultimately, I wasn't going to go any higher. The fact of the matter is, I went to NAIA, and I, I, my my competitive peak was was high school. I got I got whooped for 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 four years, and like I said, I had a very gracious coach who said, "You know, you're showing up and you're doing better academically than most of the other kids. I'm going to keep you on because you're lawyer and you're loyal and you you're." You excel academically. It's, it's like I said, a, a, another coach could have easily said, I'm sorry, your spot. I need your spot for someone else. You got to go. So well, it, one and, of those things where it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, I, I hope these, and again, I didn't even make it to state. These guys are in the state finals. I hope that these guys do not let this bog them down for the rest of the time. It's like, Joffrey, it's like,
0: it, it's, well, Joffrey, Joffrey is a senior, so you know he's not going to be back. He's committed to. Uh, I did read up on some of his social media. He's committed to the University of Virginia. Then so he
1: needs to he needs to go. You know what? He needs to no. he needs to go out there. He just needs to wrestle. and needs to forget about this yeah. now. Ho- hopefully, people. Hopefully, people forget about this. I mean, re- realistically, if this had happened, uh, like a D one. The person wouldn't have heard the end of it for the rest of of their lives. But this was, this was, and now granted this was, this was state, but you know, he just needs to, he just needs to go and he just needs to go there and he needs to wrestle and he needs to take advantage of what he's he's been given. It's, it's unfortunate. And Mon, Mon, like uh, uh, did, uh, Mon, uh, Montanano, Montanano, um,
0: Montanona sorry.
1: Montenona. He's
0: he's a junior, so he's going to be back. He's going to be back next year. I'm very sure he's going to be the number one ranked wrestler. He'll probably be the favorite. Come back,
1: and he needs to leave. No doubt, he just needs to win. Yeah,
0: Yeah. you know, it's like
1: it's like you it's like you were deprived of being at most a two time state champion. Go back there, win win your state title next year.
0: So one 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 last thing, I kind (laughs) of you know. And to, to close this out, because obviously we knew this was going to be a very heated topic. My, my point is that if that ref had gone to the table, you know, and actually followed the procedures, then changed, you know, the call. I mean, I wouldn't have agreed with the call, obviously, but I would have been more agreeable that he followed the procedure.
1: Is there some kind of... I? It, I really think there needs to be like more like officiating, like oversight in most of these sports. When these people make these, these topics, it's like, Uh, yes, there needs to be more oversight.
0: Well, you know, like for example, you know, I think, I think we do, there does need to be, you know, a feedback provided. And I I think that they do provide that uh, at the state tournament for the officials. I just don't know in what capacity though like for example, used to critical, told
1: you screwed up, you, know, you didn't call procedure, you screwed up.
0: If you're, if you're, um, you know, college football coaches aren't allowed to criticize the referees when they make a, a, a stupid call on something and they end up getting fined for it. If they say it publicly, same thing with, you know, the professional leagues, you know, the professional leagues can't say anything. And, and so. Yes, there, I think that, you know, and and this is coming from myself as an official, there needs to be some kind of like, you know, there does need to be some kind of oversight, I would think. On
1: all in, levels, in, in on manner. all levels of all sports, not right. just not just not not just wrestling, not just football, Any not just team? anything, all levels of all sports. There needs to be some kind of oversight on the refs. If they keep screwing up, they need to be they need to. It's like they need to be thrown out of whatever. Or go through some kind of some some. There needs to be something done because it's it's uh, officials need to be the officials. If they screw up, they need to be held accountable just as I much. Could,
0: like I it's, it's, all all I know that, that
1: could... There needs to be accountability. It's like if you where they're basically told if you screw up, if you make this wrong decision, you're going to be held accountable for it. There needs to be because uh, because these refs they screw up and, and you know. Now, granted, there's going to be exceptions. Like I forget how long ago it was that the NFL had that had their their officials strike, and Honestly. as a result, they were getting these yeah. NCAA officials. It's like, okay, that's one thing. These guys are trying to do rules that they don't know, but if these it's these people are supposed to know know the job, and if you're screwing up and if you're making wrong calls, then and it's one thing if it's like if it's like, you could have made it one way or the other, this was just a plain old screw up. Like it's, it's like, it's, it's one thing if the guy, if, if, you know, you go to a, um it's like the guy made the call based off of what he said in real time. And he realizes, Oh, maybe I should go look back on it. He does and He decides
0: in order for him to overturn the call, he should have waved it off right then and there, because what I, if, if that was the case, then Montanona would have wrestled differently. He would have tried to escape then, instead of um, because the ref gave the two, meaning that that told Montanona that he was leading, meaning he just had to hold on is what that ended up happening. So anyway, we're we're running a bit short on time uh, with that. So uh, I just want to, um, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that yes, there will be something that comes up from that. And I mean, for all I know, I mean, I I don't, you know, we're, we're, we're still a small channel right now. So, you know, I'm not expecting to get a blowback from this, but who knows, they might say something, you know, somebody might see this later on and maybe cost me a, although I don't, I don't ever, I don't expect.
1: Is there any kind of this? Well, again, is there any kind of disciplinary action for you? It's not going to fall back on me because I don't competitively wrestle. It's like,
0: Hey, I, I get out there because, you know, Hey, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to do. And, you know, you, you see a lot of exciting match, you know, it's, it's a front row seat to a lot of exciting matches. So anyway, um, so moving on to our second controversial topic, uh, you know, and obviously, you know, three episodes in and we're already going to get political but, um, which we typically don't want to do. I mean, we yes, we're, we're, we're you know, just, politics. Just for our followers and <laughs> viewers, we're going to try and stay as apolitical as possible. But this I felt we had to bring up because, you know, because of just how the world is right now and such. So, um, you know, and this is, this is, it, this isn't happening, happening just in wrestling, it's happening in a lot of other sports,
1: most other sports, but.
0: Um, So the United World Wrestling, which is the governing body of international wrestling,
1: formerly known as BILA,
0: right? uh, They uh, declared that uh, Russian and Belarusian athletes are being barred from competition and also that no events will be held in those two countries also for the time being and this is obviously related to the Russian invasion of Ukraine now
1: I still don't know why Belarus is getting punished I mean they're not the,
0: the they're, uh, they're supporting the
1: Ukrainians and the Russians met in Belarus to try to create a ceasefire
0: well but, yeah Belarus I mean, has sent some has sent some they're, they're siding with the Russians on
1: this so. yeah they let them they let them go through they let them go through their territory
0: and then the other thing, you know, and, the, and then the other thing is, is that, um, uh, what was I going to, I uh, forget what I was going to say. But yeah, so they, uh, you know, they're, they're barring uh, wrestlers from these countries from competing. And again, this is, you know, the other, the other thing I should mention is that, yes, this is happening in other sports as, as, uh, as well. Um, and who knows how long this ban is going to last and, you know, it's probably going to last until this conflict is resolved again, you know, you hate to see something like this happening. Um, but you know, I'm reading, uh, I've been reading quite a few comments on social media and, and so is this, you know, what, what, what merit is there that you're going to punish the athletes for something that, you know, there's actually quite a few people in Russia that are not supportive of this invasion. So, you know, I mean, I don't think that, you know, and again, we'll have to go back to history, you know, it's like, well, what did they do with, you know, the uh, Nazi Germany where they banned it all for the Olympics and such, you know, that's they hosted the Olympics, right they hosted the olympics in in berlin in 36 so you know uh this this stance that you know uww some of these other you know governing bodies of sports are taking is it necessary i don't know and you know you and i are obviously not at the high level, so we don't know what specifically they've talked about that warranted them doing this i mean what is what is usa wrestling you know, doing about this, they're probably, well, you know, since they, they answer to the IOC, you know, the IOC is, you know, I mean, cause this was, this was discussed with the IOC as far as this was concerned. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not a pretty thing to have to look at and, you know, hopefully again, this, this will end soon. Uh, you know, cause I think one of the, one of the things that does, tend to bring people together is the sportsmanship and such so i don't know it it's a it's a tiring topic to have to discuss and hopefully you know the next time we talk about this will be you know hopefully it'll be soon when we talk about that you know the athletes have been reinstalled to be well
1: you know and here's here's the thing where it's kind of like UWW was caught in a rock in a hard place. You see, it's it's with the Olympic charter, the IOC was the one who made the uh, decision. And unfortunately, they're having to go with the uh, with the ruling of the IOC. If I'm 90% sure that if UWW had their own choice, it was if it was just left down to the individual federations, they would let them wrestle. Cause you know, um, Eastern Europe has this long tradition um granted it was dated back to when the soviets were uh existing that you know that these wrestlers that eastern european wrestlers were just very good wrestlers and um it's yeah it's very unfortunate because i'm most russian wrestlers don't have political stances they're just like i just want to wrestle so and it's same with the belarusians the belarusians are in a worse situation um in terms of like economics russia's been able to bounce back a little bit um but belarus is one of those countries where once the fracture happened it's like they're you're kind of essentially a third world country in terms of their economics and they're kind of stuck that way but um one thing i'm gonna point out for example and maybe this is just because of the fact that they're private companies, but like the UFC and Bellator, as far as I know, they're not barring the Russian um, athletes. Like they had two Russians fight on, on the prelims. This, um, this, um, this last, uh, this last uh, yesterday. And the Russians are, there's still plans for Russian fighters to fight. They're, they're not, they're not doing anything. They're just like, you know what? These guys just want to go out and compete. We're not going to, hold them accountable for their their government screwing up and it's but and and it's also kind of one of those things where most of the fighters kind of in ufc right now are from dagestan russia and dagestan is very different from like putin who grew up in like um i think stalin what what's now it's called saint petersburg but it used to be stalingrad so you know where it was kind of more eastern uh, it's it was still european and it culturally it was still a little bit more on the western side whereas dagestan those guys are mostly muslim and they they got they have mostly like more of a, a central asian look to them so th- these guys these guys don't care they're just like i just want to go out and compete i don't care about anything that's going on and they might be some of the people who are condemning the attacks, but, you know, it's, they, they just, they just want to go out and compete and they don't really care about anything else. So,
0: okay, well, to close out our episode today, I want to get into some more happy news. Yes, happy,
1: uh, news. Happy, uh, happy, happy news.
0: Yes. I um, know that. You know there is a there is a, a D1 school that is bringing back. Uh, they're planning on bringing back their wrestling program. And Matthew, uh, thank you for sending this uh, this article uh, to me, or at least giving me the news. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up here, and um, so it's going to be. Let me make sure I I screen share uh, the article that I found uh, that's gonna uh, talk about this. So, uh, Oregon state university, which is a, uh, historically, uh, black college. And, uh, so, uh, they're coming back. Uh, it's probably going to be this, uh, yes, it's tentatively going to be 2023, 24, uh, that they're going to be bringing back the program. And, um, I think, you know, just coming from a standpoint of, you know, that, Well, one, we need more programs, but I think, two, helping those who might be in, you know, maybe uh, economic hardships or, you know, underprivileged, I think, uh, is important. You know, just bringing people out of, you know, what might be dangerous situations, you know, because wrestling, there's not really a lot that needs to be done as far as wrestling goes in terms of, you know, team playing you you do have your duels you do have your teammates competing in their divisions but when it all comes down to it it's really between you and the opponent that's sit you know that's standing a foot across from you on that mat and you know so i think just giving these opportunities to to those uh you know especially in uh a uh, hard hit area, you know, where Morgan State might be, is is important. I think for you know, reviving this, wouldn't you agree?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, it well, it, and it's like you said, any uh opportunity for any opportunity for wrestling is is a good is an opportunity. It's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, any it's like we it's like we don't care about the school if you are if you're going to start a wrestling in program if even, or restarting it, we're gonna welcome it with open arms. And, you know, it's, and, you know, the historically black colleges were obviously created for a specific purpose. It was obviously to create opportunities because at the time segregation was king and we didn't, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, black wrestlers weren't, just 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 black people in general weren't allowed into into, uh, certain colleges. So the historically black colleges were created so that they could actually go and get an education, and even though they've obviously, because of desegregation, they've been allowed to go, you know, elsewhere, and even other pe- even non um, Black people uh, have been allowed to go to the colleges. It's still this kind of unique culture, and it's a unique it's it's still kind of a unique atmosphere. But, so I would imagine that. It, but it was, but the fact of the matter is, it's still athletics. You're still going out there and you're competing. So yeah, it's like we, it's, 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 it, it's, yeah, it's, it's nice to see a, a a a um. Well, and then another thing is that uh, that was interesting is that uh, this was actually the result of a. A group of people who are actually trying to restart wrestling, not just at Morgan State, but all the historically black colleges. I mean, they're what uh, apparently most of them used to have wrestling, and unfortunately, I'm also
0: looking at this. This was this was um, if I go down because I know that Beat the Streets name came up. I think in the Sports Illustrated. I got the Sports Illustrated, um, article also. And, um, I think beat the streets was also involved in, you know, obviously beat the streets, uh, their, their mention came up last week, uh, when we mentioned that the DC public schools were going to bring back, uh, wrestling to the high schools there. So I I think, uh, the fact that beat the streets has been, uh, really working on this, um, you know, they're really serious about wanting this, you know, when we're talking again, not to get political, but when you want to talk about an equal opportunity, well, I mean, Hey, here's, here's something to create an equal opportunity right here. You know, I, you know, in, because in the sport of wrestling, anyone, anyone can get to that top if they are given the opportunity and they work hard at it. And, and I think also what's important is that, you know, wrestling is also a very disciplined sport. You really need to be mentally strong up here and, you know, know you know, you have to have a routine and everything. And, you know, I mean, studies have shown and we'll be more than glad to reference it later, but studies have shown that people have wrestled and then even wrestling in college, the hiring rate, you know, when companies hire someone out of college wrestlers are, are, a very high percentage of, of uh, hirees right off the bat. So,
1: well, that just comes from the culture of our, our, our community is that it's hard work. You're not going to get there with any other attitude. You got to go in there and you got to put in your, your time in the the room. And then you got to put in your time on the mat and it's, you, you've got to, you got to do it. It's in, in order to do that. And, so, yeah, like I said, any opportunity is a good opportunity and don't know where this is going to lead to, have no idea where, what, what um, conference they'd join, but yeah, we'll, we'll welcome them wherever they come up. So,
0: All right. Well, that was Matthew. Uh, again, great to have you on board. Uh, we're running short on time for today, so we'll have to end the episode here, uh, but next week we will be. Uh, going over the results of the D2 and D3 championships and the results of the D1 conference championships with a review of what's to come for the D1 championship weekend. So everyone, thank you very much for uh, joining us today and we hope you have a great week.
1: And for, for, and for those who, uh, and also for those who are looking for specific places, we're on, youtube rumble and for audio only listeners we are on Acast. we're looking to expand to other platforms and we'll keep you posted on those
0: and you can also uh you can also check out matthew his uh he does uh write articles for the website mma-freak.com uh so you can check him out there and uh Again, thanks. Thank you all for joining. Uh, Thank you again, uh, Flow Wrestling, for putting out that video. Uh, You know, just as much as to the nature of it, I think it does highlight, you know, things important things that need to happen. And uh, again, yes, so we'll be seeing you next week. Uh, Until then, take care of yourselves, everyone.